since, you know, I think it was our fault that the world shut down the last time we did this. Yeah. Uh, I think the best way to reopen the world midst pandemic is to kind of redo what we did and invite <laughs> the one and only, yeah. probably probably the most positive man in podcasting, yeah. the, the, I'm trying to alliterate. The chairman of charisma. There you go. You know, the, uh... <laughs> The emperor of enthusiasm. Big. You know, the viceroy of voice modulation. Oh, that's a good one. We're getting spicy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> spicy. The Jedi of just being a good guy. That's sweating. right. I'm sweating. <laughs> the kid, Nick Landy. What's that's going on, everybody? I apologize. I didn't know that getting us all to watch Sonic the Hedgehog would yeah. lock us all down. I think I, I think I warned you against it. You did. No, you tried. It's worth saying you tried to stop this. Yeah, it's I worth did. You don't understand the repercussions of what you're, we're about to do. I, I mean, it. Very well, maybe the last movie we ever saw in theaters is Sonic. That's wild. I would have never guessed. And I already, I forgot I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot half the things about yeah. that movie. I just remember Tails was at Tales the end. At the end. <laughs> That's about it. Yep. I did hear that Knuckles is going to be in this sequel. Is so. that right? I'm here for Knuckles. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we always we like to bring Landy in for monumentous occasions. That's right. You know, and I'm flattered by the way. Yeah, he wasn't. You were in Endgame. He was in Endgame. Endgame. And then I think. I think it was also episode 200 when he had him in. Or was it Endgame episode 201? I think I might have miscounted. I think I miscounted. Yeah, that's yeah. very movie mayhem of that's us. Ba- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at math. And then we brought him in for the last movie of all time. That's right. So, Sonic, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, now that we're up to what many see as a view with a sigh of relief right. as the end of the prequel trilogy yes. of the Star Wars uh, universe... Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Ah, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars, don't let them end. Ah, Star Wars, if they should bar wars, please let these Star Wars stay. Hey, how about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah, Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! So this movie is often referred to as the decent one. Right. I can't wait for you guys to explain to me how you consider it the decent yeah. one. <laughs> In other ways, it's some people do call it the worst one. So uh, we will uh, I don't, uh, yeah. we'll dive right into it. Yeah. So. Uh, but Nick, please tell our 
tell our guests who tell our tell our listeners who are not your listeners, so the three that are not your listeners, <laughs> how you've been? Super Smash been, Bros. champions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, we well look, you're killing it on YouTube as well. I don't want to just only limit it to the podcast. Let's get let's get let's get the plug quick. All right, look, my, I'm I'm Nick from the Landy Lodge. You can find me on YouTube and all the audio platforms. I have a podcast that talks about gaming and media, mostly just cultural black culture. Um, I like to live stream on Twitch and on YouTube. I like to make like fan theories about series like Kingdom Hearts, Zelda, and Final Fantasy. So look, you can look up the Landy Lodge. I stand out. There's a big looking eye surrounded by geometric patterns. It's a blue color scheme. Easy to find. But we're here to talk about Star Wars. We're not here to talk about my stupid ass. Um, I want to let the audience know where I'm coming from. I love Star Wars, but like I'm not a connoisseur. I don't know all the lore, really. I, um, I had little to no exposure of the expanded universe. Um, I like the Mandalorian, very controversial statement, I know. Um, <laughs> Extremely. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but I do love the movies, and like in very Star Wars fashion, it's funny because I think I hate four or five of them, even mm. though there's only nine. What would you say is your favorite one? My favorite? Yeah. Alright, well the best one is Empire Strikes Back. My favorite is Return of the Jedi. There you go. Because I think yeah, the, cli- we... the climax is so much fun. Yeah. Would you say that Return of the Jedi had the best lightsaber fight at the end? Yeah. Yeah, alright, yeah. so it's, so we're all kind we're of all in agreement. Yeah, we're yeah. all in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Because That's good. I, I had a thing where I said, like, like as an adult, Empire, I now realize Empire is the best yeah. Star Wars, but Return of the Jedi always fucking knocks. Always, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking at a movie that nobody calls the best Star Wars yeah. and is uh, nobody's favorite Star Wars, but not everyone calls it the worst Star Wars. Right. Right? And the, so pretty much this movie happens uh, towards the end of the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars being, uh, you know, the show between two and three that I didn't watch enough of. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have Cartoon Network at the time. Did it come out during... The, the time in between two and three in the movies, like no, I think no. this came out after three. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that sucks. <laughs> you kind of knew where it was going. Right. Kind of like a prequel. Yeah. But uh, you know, so <laughs> so they just couldn't get out of that prequel frame of mind. <laughs> but uh, it pretty much at this point in the movies, everybody kind of you're, you're just kind of screaming at in your mind because everyone knows that Palpatine is is Darth Sidious except the people who should know. Right. Mm. And you know, it just starts off with Obi Wan and Luke. Uh, Luke, Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, saving Palpatine from Count Dooku in, uh, in, a, in an open space battle. So, yeah. for me, already, this, op- this, this scene was better than 1 and 2. Yep. All, all, yep. For me, already, I was like, okay, this is so much better. It's because, one, the CGI actually was immersive and looked less like a Windows 98 screensaver and more like... <laughs> You know, uh, something that holds up multi-million dollar budget computer yeah. technology. Yeah, yeah, you get an idea of like Obi Wan and Anakin's you know friendship. You know, there's yeah. more banter and and uh, you know compared to Qui Gon and, and Obi Wan in the first scene of Episode One. You know, uh, you have some you have a lightsaber fight that is not terrible. You know, it's not it's it's definitely not the worst one in the series. That's later in this movie. Oh. Uh, but, <laughs> And then you have, uh, it sets up interesting character conflicts, where you see Anakin is already starting to make his turn to the dark side. You can already see his sort of his resentments, and then the movie moves forward from there. So what did you guys think once uh, from this first scene? Was it a breath, a breath of fresh air, or were you like, same I, old... Bullshit? I literally watched the movie uh, with my eyes glazed over. 
when the uh, intro started. I mean, the intro, yes, it is very impressive with the effects used, but the weight of the scene was like, I know everything's going to be fine. Like, none of this bothers me. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, I... Like I like the whole like this the space battle like and I I brought it up before where you have to see kind of like the de evolution of the Empire stuff to make like the X wings and the A wings and kind of all that like why is the stuff in the future so shitty compared to the stuff in the past and you kind of see that with like the clone troopers like big fucking X wing that they had mm-hmm. and like, like even the, the asterisk wing yeah the asterisk <laughs> wing and then you have like the little. Uh, colons that the uh, Jedi fly, but that could be like that could be like a an A wing, an A wing, yeah. And so you, so you see it, but I thought it was just so like like I don't care about any of these clones that are dying, especially the one they're like, oh no, save Steve, ah fuck Steve, fuck him, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. It's like okay, but I don't know if that like I haven't seen the Clone Wars TV show. Like, is Steve like St- a... Steve wasn't? I don't think Steve was a big deal. Right. I think it was more just to show that Anakin you know, has emotional attachments and passions and Obi-Wan is more stick to the plan. Oh, he's supposed to be emotional in this movie? Well, Hayden Christensen <laughs> never delivered. I mean, he, he, he has... He, you he's emotional. Here, here's how, here's how, here's how yeah. I'll put Hayden Christensen. This is not the role he was born for. But he did pretty good here. He did alright. He did I mean, good enough. It's better than watching him seduce Padme. In episode, in yes, yes. You know After I mean? He deserves yeah. all the crap he got for Attack of the Clones. Right. He deserves all of it. Right, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. I'm glad he dialed back. Yeah, it was, a little it was bit. A, he had different emotions. Do I mean, less, do less. Right. I feel like right. that was probably the direct his um direction. That, that just sounds like a George Lucas thing to say. Just, just do less. Just do less. Man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, George? You know how you did before? Just do less of that, George. That was like two years ago. Just do less of that. <laughs> Perfect. You should be out of your system. Just do less. I <laughs> uh, kill kid children. Nope, too much. <laughs> Bring it back. That's Bring it back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'll say, with the opening scene, I, I very much felt like you did, where they kind of threw us in. I did not pick up on how a lot of the ships around are kind of like these um, predecessors to a oh, lot yeah. of the vehicles and yeah. tech we see yeah. in the future. I kind of went right over my head. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of movie starting and just throwing you into it. Oh, no, I, yeah. I kind of like that. So yeah. you're kind of forced to almost play catch-up and things are already in motion. So you have the audience locked in. Mm-hmm. I think you know? a better, like, I think at that time, Saving Private Ryan came out, and that's kind of the same thing where they're just like, all right, well, you're on a boat for two seconds. You gotta get you go. Guess what's behind that boat? <laughs> but the thing is, there's a lot of movies that start up with, like, an initial mission, and you know nothing bad's gonna happen. It's just kind of to introduce the characters. Right, but it's, it felt... It felt weightless. Like they did. Like I, I, I complain. Like there's always there's there's nothing to it. Mm. It's like even like Obi Wan could have got hurt and we don't know. Like that's why he walks with a cane in in uh, New Hope. Like he just goes, well, we we killed Count Dooku. Bye, and then he's out. You you would have preferred that. I would have preferred him like somebody getting even more injured than where they were before. But I think what you're watching is Anakin get emotionally injured. I think right. that I think that's where the weight is. All I right, think, you know. See, I really like the shot. I really like it when what you're looking at can tell you the story. Like, you could pause, and you can see what's coming just from a still shot. And right. to me, that still shot is Anakin holding the blue Jedi lightsaber in one hand, and the Sith in the other hand, literally conflicted about whether or not he should listen to the Emperor and kill Dooku. It's just like, what path are you going to go down? And he sealed his fate. Once he killed Dooku, that, like... There are many moments in this movie where you'd be like, oh, that's where he fell. 
but this is where he fell. Whereas five minutes ago, he was caring about his comrades and emotionally attached to them. Five minutes later, here he is on the edge of confliction, yeah. and he falls. Yeah. Okay. With the do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And right there, like, excuse me, what did you, what did you say? I said, do it. That was pretty evil. You know, I have this thing there, I could sense stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. sense feeling of Jedi annoys me to Such no a great end. point you guys bring up, by uh. the way. It's, it's something, the lore itself needed a little bit more fleshing out. I yeah. mean, like... Half the like half the time, you know, Yoda's like doubling over in pain because he can't because he's sensing that Anakin had a nightmare. <laughs> right. And then the other time, then the Darth Sidious walks right past him. You know, it's like you telling Tell me. Tell Palpatine our plans, okay? But he knows he's the bad guy. Well, let's see what happens. See, this could be so easily solved by one little detail. And I never thought I would like as much as I love what I'm about to reference. I never thought I would use it as an example of good writing. <laughs> but in Dragon Ball Z, oh. they make it clear that you have the ability to conceal your yeah. power. You yeah. have a way to mask it from others. That's an actual ability. Whereas, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, all I've seen is movies. Star Wars hasn't really fleshed anything like that out. That like you reach a level of advancement that you can cloak it. Well, it it seems like they have yeah they they have a certain level where you could just like walk into a room and it's like oh shit like oh there's a guy here and sense it yeah. yeah but they never had a scene where like uh, I don't know I can't like the dark side lets you conceal your power Anakin right. you know, we could have used something like that's that that's really good. Ian, yeah. McD- <laughs> Ian McDermott is here right now <laughs> um, no yeah because like. I, I always said the like I uh, how do you feel about the Metachlorian thing? It just should have never happened. There you go, thank you. Yeah, uh, we I, can roll with it. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's not the worst thing they've introduced, but it's like yeah, we were fine before that showed up. Because yeah. I always thought that the Force should be a belief and not an actual thing. Like you shouldn't have something in your blood that makes you automatically better than someone else. No, I kind of like that. Like this way, it's on an individual's ability to make contact like, with it. The stronger you believe in it, the stronger you you can attach right. to. No genetic to. predispositions. Right. 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 That makes yeah. the Jedi more of a religion and less like you know the Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, so like, I and then also like so. You feel like Palpatine and Yoda are the two guys who are the most into the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like your Pope and your Pope Junior or whatever. Pope and Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. I don't Pope go Jr. to church. <laughs> Did you think the Pope Junior was... The, Pope yeah, Pope the guy with the horns. You got Pope with the hat and right. Pope Junior with the horns. So you think he's the son of... Yeah, son of the Pope. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Pope too, electric book. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I kind of feel like you have to have them as... like opposites and they have to believe so strongly in the force and i'm like well my blood you know just moves really good baby yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I i i always sort of hated it but like with yoda he should like even what he says is like oh you know and the dooku fight it's like our knowledge of the force won't do anything like we could just throw rocks and shit at each other all day so he should know automatically the fuck is going on yeah, yeah. and he was detecting it since episode two you know, right. that how conflicted Anakin was. And I, in a way, that's sort of why the Jedi Council was, like, trying to stunt Anakin's progress. Because mm-hmm. they know that this guy is not stable, right? And so I get that. But and then, of course, that was the self-fulfilling prophecy where them trying to hold him back is what ended up turning him away. Right. Mo- and like with many, you know, relationships and, and structures of, of authority, you know. But, uh, 
It's just the way the Jedi went about it just did not seem wise at all. It was just like, it was just poor, you know? And, yeah. uh, and that, that for me is frustrating because as a kid, you look up to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, like, oh man, you, like, you see Luke, it's like, you mean I could be a Jedi one day? And then you see what that means and it's like, it's just walking on, on blue screens and like nodding in agreement. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Like know? the Sith seem more appealing. Honestly, like I get where they're. Well, like, the Sith want to let you have a wife and kids. Yeah, you, yeah, know? you know that's the. It's 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 a battle of dogmas, right? Because mm-hmm. the re- the real answer is somewhat of a balance between both. In right. in what direction you favor is, I guess, up for debate. But it's like the Jedi are hollowed out, mm-hmm. you know. And I haven't seen a lot of Clone Wars, but this is something that's explored with Obi Wan in Clone Wars a lot. Is you know he finds a romantic love interest and has to let her go, mm-hmm. um, but. It's like the Jedi almost want to hollow themselves out. No attachments, nothing like that. It's funny, they say a Sith only deals in absolutes. Well, then why are the Jedi dealing with absolute no attachments? Like, they yeah. can't even see the flaws of their own ways. It's like, the Jedi's hearts are in the right place, but their minds are in the wrong place. Yeah. Well, yeah. you see a lot of religions. Um, for any kind of religion, it's the choice between what your deity or god wants versus mm-hmm. what you want mm-hmm. right and the, the deity in this case is the force right so doing what's best for the force which is uh you know being in con- control of your emotions balance versus what you want which is where things like the fear and the jealousy and the and the and passion even the passion yeah and the passion right and so they they claim that i think like you said they in their quest to be as close to the force as possible they're neglecting their own humanity mm-hmm. by um by with by withholding those kind of things but they're in a way they're right like you know if you are attached to something it is a distraction and you're going to lose it the mm-hmm. your enemy can capitalize on that which is exactly what darth sidious did you know but at the same time sidious's dogma like you said is correct too where your strength, as as people, our strength comes from our passion mm. and our and our unwillingness to lose what's important to us. The difference is, the Jedi are maybe mis like have gone too far and they're a bit misguided. But the Sith is actually deceptive in that they tell you your strength comes from this and that's true, but they never mention that this idea of unlimited power is only meant for one person mm. and it's not you. You know, so that's. Uh, that's where I think that's what delineates the Jedi from good versus a Sith as bad, but they're a lot closer than we're led to believe, which some view as a, as a good thing, and, and so it makes it more complex, and others don't, don't like it all. You know, it depends on what kind of fan you are. I think what's something that highlights this is Darth Sidious is, is Palpatine telling uh, Anakin in that pivotal moment, like, he's too dangerous to be kept alive about mm-hmm. Dooku, and then... Uh, Mace Windu mirroring that Same exact thing, right? Yeah. And Anakin killing him for it, ironically. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> his no, passion I, made him selfish. Is, exactly. is what it came down to. Anakin was... just chopped off his arm, or Palpatine just pointed at him, going, "Unlimited power." Yeah, but <laughs> like, you know what yeah, that. Is. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's let's go to that because for me, when they confront, or I guess, what do you guys feel about the re- final reveal? That Palpatine is Darth Sidious. How do you think that was handled? I was shocked. Movie? I didn't see it coming. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, like it's, a, it's a knives out reveal. I did not see it coming. <laughs> I feel like the audience always knew. Obviously, I feel yeah, like especially yeah. if you were a fan. So it's like it's hard to deliver something 
with any sort of shock value when it's something the audience already knows. Like, we all knew Anakin was turning to Vader, mm-hmm. and this movie was going to end with alternate timeline. He's right, a good right. guy. Yeah, like, right. we all knew where this was going. Um, here, this I think this speaks to the movie overall as a point, is the pacing is choppy. There are yeah. many things to love about this movie, but the pacing is choppy where, yeah. at times, we cut for literally 60 seconds of dialogue, and then we'll cut to a completely different planet with a completely different scenario. Yeah. That that threw me out. There was one. There were a couple. It was cuts like in the like middle that. of like an action scene. In the middle of like an Obi Wan Kenobi action scene, it just goes, and now we're in Naboo. We're yeah. like we're in some yeah. weird fucking like. There office. were a lot of weird editing and pacing, which you know, if considering how at the very least decent this movie is, you would think if it had a little bit of better pacing and editing, this really could have been on the same yeah. level as some of the originals. You could say that about any of them, though. That editing is one of the biggest issues they have. Yeah, 100%. If yeah. the person in charge wasn't also the person directing and writing it. And, yeah, I mean, that's like and editing the whole, it for one we of talked movies. about it in the last episode. Yeah. The, what makes a director good is often his editor. Mm-hmm. You know, and does it weeding out the good ideas from the ideas that yeah. don't work, and he just yeah. didn't have that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I it, thought yes. I thought the reveal was, it was what it needed to be. You weren't going to shock the audience. It was never going to be anything too grandiose. Do it could have been handled better. Do but... you think if Anakin wasn't so wooden? That's more what I mean. If it was, okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah like, like if, how... if it was more of an emotional, yeah. like it was always you. Right. I trusted right. you. Uh, yeah, he did was play, literally he did just play like, very so place. you're the Sith Lord. You know, uh, it's the, one like, the one we were looking for this whole time, you dirty dog, you, you that, yeah, son exactly. of a bitch. <laughs> like we, yeah, and it's like, at that point, it, it's, it didn't feel like this was the bad guy that the entire Republic has been looking for, mm. right? And he's been right under your, your nose the whole time. I'd be pissed. Right. I'd be royally pissed. I guess maybe, right? I'm going to try and maybe extend the olive branch of the film. Yeah. Maybe... Anakin was caught off guard and he was already just confronted with this so now I know he's the Sith Lord and I don't even know if I want to take him down anymore right right it's just like he's just, so maybe like the wooden was more a state of confliction confusion mm-hmm. the fact that like <clears throat> he has no idea who he is all he knows is he loves Padme he's right. allowed that passion to <clears throat> consume his motives yeah. right. consume his morals he will compromise himself for Padme which to an extent, can be endearing, but Palpatine understands. Well, that's that just makes you easy to manipulate. Exactly. Right, yeah. Um, so I think maybe, obviously, it could have been delivered better, and you know, Hayden Christensen could have been a little more emo- expressive, expressive. I guess the best way. A little more expressive. Great word. But yeah. I think the overall idea of him just being unable to give a reaction because, like, well, I can't strike him down because then Padme dies. That's how it was, at least how he rationalized yeah. But, like, it. you could have at least, the, like you said, he could have expressed it, but he could have grabbed him by the collar, put the lightsaber to so his throat, like, and, like, and still like, looked conflicted, like, not yeah. have the face of a killer. Yeah. Like, like, what's stopping yeah, me from exactly. killing you right yeah. now? Exactly, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I oughta, you know? But like, it's like, you're just a, you're just <laughs> a, you're just an old man. Because he says it later to Padme, he's like, I'm just going to overthrow him in, like, five minutes anyway. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, what's, the, like... Don't do that then. Let him know that you're on his ass so that when he makes you Darth Vader, it's more of a punishment instead of just like, I got you some new legs, bro. (laughs) It seems like there's always something missing. Mm -hmm. Even even like after the Mace Windu thing. Right. He just immediately like flips like, oh, I call you master now. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Oh, you want me to kill some kids? Cool, bro. On it. On it. Say no more. They'll make some Father's Day cards about me in a couple years. It won't be weird at all. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Right. So, um, but then, 
you know, between those two things happening is that freaking Palpatine versus Windu fight. <laughs> I think, <coughs> excuse me, okay. as incredible as Ian McDermott is, I don't think he was meant for lightsaber fights. No. Or any fights. Well, his head surely wasn't meant for it. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. No. I don't know why I'm coughing here. That's probably yeah. Dusty in here. I know. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you're fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. But, but uh, no, yeah. Uh, I I think that, like, for some reason, I think George Lucas got in love with the fact that he could now lightsaber anything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like... Lightsabers are cool. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're like the proton that packs and Ghostbusters. That was the philosophy of his of the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> the lightsabers are cool. It's fucking red, bro. Yeah. But yeah, it's like... it's Compared to the proton packs? I said, yeah, it's it's like the proton packs. The reason why the proton packs work and still work for Ghostbusters is because they only were used like three times in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the minute you overuse them, you could see the effect. And you could be like, oh, this is fucking... Stop it. Stop doing that. Right. Um, but now with with lightsabers, like everyone, like in Attack of the Clones, everyone had a fucking lightsaber. Everyone's out there being a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And in this, you see a little kid fucking just doing the, the bullet dodge and like, stop. Like, stop that. Yeah. Like, what, what, mm-hmm. what? So that means at a certain time between the ages of eight and ten, they just start firing bullets at no, you when you get a bullet. saw in Attack of the Clones, they had the helmet and the little drone that Luke was practicing on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So they practice on that, and not enough for that no. kid. But you know, just want just Timmy needed to pick up that left a little bit yep. more. <laughs> it's always slow on the. That would have been one of the whatever fucking Jedi was there that saw that. Oh, oh, and uh, Jimmy Smith saw that. It's like, oh, it's fucking slow on the left, bro. Yeah. <laughs> pick it up. But uh, yeah, no, that that fight scene was just the worst as far as like choreography. <laughs> it was the worst as far as like the. The special effects just like him just doing that kind of corkscrew twirl to start the fight alone was just like Gugh. right and then he stabs into those two uh jedi who just stood there and did mm-hmm. nothing like at this point has been beaten was that the one with the the long ears and the, the yeah the one that i was like i feel seen now yes. that's me that's jedi brian no oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But the two that showed up, there were three people that showed up with Mace Windu. Right. And they, they got bodied. Oh, yeah. my God. One dude lasted, like, a little longer than his friends, but... That was Kit Fisto. They got Fisto. bodied. Yeah. Kit Fisto, yeah. Kit Fisto got buried. It was just... Oh, it, it was... It kind of seemed like George Lucas didn't have a plan for anybody. But then, then why bring them? You know what I think this... You know what I think this series suffers from post-original trilogy is that I actually think there's a lot of great writing, great world-building that goes into it. And that there's just so much on the table that they have to try and cram into these two-hour movies. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what a lot of these franchises and brands are learning, it's actually better to flesh them out over, like, five seasons of television. Yeah. yeah. From, of, like, different points of view. Because um, what I see is, like I said, they're, you know, it seems a little crowded. It just seems like they're trying to cram so much of the world in as small a window as possible. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is the art of filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day. But it's a real challenge because we have all these faces and all these characters who inevitably some of them end up getting short shafted. Yeah. But it's interesting you say that because in the original trilogy where all this lore came from, that wasn't the concern at all. Not it at all. It was like, let's just get people to look funny and do interesting things. Right. In the it was much more minimalist. Yeah. You look at Boba Fett, there's no plan for him. Oh, Boba Fett is such a nothing burger character. Exactly. Who by, and this is, goes to show you how powerful character designs are. 
his design alone yeah. is his claim to fame, and now he's one of the biggest pieces of the world. He's exactly. Star Wars Batman. He is Star Wars Batman. Yeah. Right. But, you know, without the depth, like and, you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then even, like, in the cantina, mm-hmm. you know, there was, like, all the, you know, you can go to the cantina, everyone's got, like, a name and a backstory. That mm-hmm. wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, George Lucas didn't do that. No. He was just like, I got this fucking, like, alien helmet, let's throw it on this guy and have him play the sax. I know? was, I was going through the Warner Brothers lot the other day, and I found the werewolf mask. Why don't you put it on? Yeah. There's a werewolf out in well, space. Paint it green. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that was it. Whereas, so, like, you don't. Yeah, part of it is trying to cram all this footage you 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 did and all these ideas into this two hour frame. But at the same time, when your focus is built is like is saying like oh it's like hinting at all these things in the universe instead of telling your story, mm-hmm. you lose your story. Um, but Brian, do you think Revenge of the Sith is worse than Episode One or Two? I think Episode Two is definitely the worst. I think that is horrible because of. Just the way the characters act with each other. Because mm-hmm. um, there's no, like, n- natural acting. Yeah. It's all stilted, Shakespeare in the park kind of acting. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a little bit better because there's a lot more going on. Like, there's there's just... It kind of seems like it is a finale. It's racing to the finish line. Yeah. And, like, and it's, it's trying to be like, well, then, like... Okay, well, Obi Wan rides an iguana and fights a robot, and then then the clones turn on. Every, and when everything started like turning, I was like, "Oh wow, this happens pretty fast." Fast, that's right. Because like, when we watched episode two, it's like this movie is taking forever. Yeah. But while we, when I was watching episode three, I was like, "Oh, okay, now we're clipping, we're clipping, we're going like, go, go. I might not like it, but it's moving." Yeah, and that yeah. definitely helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me tell you one of the things I love the most about this movie that I think some people hate. Ooh. I and I, I love the space politics in this film. Oh, you I do. hate them in the first two. <laughs> I love them. You think they in, turned around? I think one? they turned around. I really do. I really think the space politics. I think that's why this movie rises above the rest for a lot of people because they found a way to package it so much better. Uh, the speeches were cut much shorter. That everything was so much more to the point. And it really does follow the blueprint of how a tyrant rises to power. What do they do? They stage, you know, they stage some kind of uh, attack, position themselves as the victim, sympathetically get given power, and then scapegoat a group group of people. Mm-hmm. You, you saw this happen in the early 20th century in Russia with yeah. the gulags locking up all the farmers. Yeah. You saw it with, you know, Nazi Germany. Yeah. It, it's the this, it's this same blueprint. And I thought it was conveyed very, very well where they really could have sank their teeth into it was, you know, making Padme a character and have oh. her... Have her offer the alternative. There was a little bit of that where I think my one of my favorite parts of the movie is where Palpatine ends his speech to the Senate with, with a safe and secure society. Yeah. When it's like, eh, not free and independent, right. safe and secure. Right. And then, you know, her best line in the whole trilogy, and this is how Liberty dies with right. thunderous applause. Yeah, see, that's great. But why couldn't more of her dialogue just, led yeah. to that? She it just seems, whispered it under her breath in passing. Yeah, she yeah. she could have been the alternative political philosophy to Palpatine. And I think in many ways that's how she was positioned. Mm-hmm. But they never fleshed it out. Because it was just all about 
her loving Anakin. Yes. He kills her whole character. Yes. And it and there was so me. much. There was so much there. Yeah. It was, it was so much there. So much of her character was just based on loving Anakin that when she couldn't do it anymore, she died <laughs> for no well, she, reason. She loved him too much she that loved... she died because she couldn't be with him. She had no will to live because Anakin. Well, she right. must really love her children. Couldn't be with Anakin. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right? <sighs> she was just bailing. She's like, I don't want to raise them. Yeah, just get these two out of me. Let yeah. me just let me just. The call Senate them. does not pay enough to be a single mom. Jesus, I mean, <laughs> yeah. How do to poor Natalie Portman? Can you imagine reading that script and being like, so that's all I do? You know, <laughs> all I do is is try to comfort Anakin. Every scene. I feel like you could tell like how. George Lucas is feeling by each one of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> like with like he's just yeah, he's just fed up with it all. It's like <laughs> you know, I give you everything you want. Love me, please. Oh god. It's just like and like you said, there were so many opportunities because so Anakin comes to her with like, you know, well, the chancellor's going to make make the galaxy great again. And she's and she, and she has opportunities to tell him like you know, that's not freedom, that's not democracy, that's not what the Republic actually stands for, that's not what we've been fighting for. It's not for. an independent society. Yeah. Right. It's and she could live go under his it. thumb. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she could come at it with more of a, the Jedi knows what's good for you, Anakin, but I love you regardless. Like, she like she could have come at it with a different point of view. She could have just yeah. stopped right there and was like, bitch, what did we talk about in the field? Right. I, I told you how <laughs> politics work. Right. Were you not even listening? For real, she could have totally flexed on him and be like, listen, you are the teeth, okay? You're the Jedi. You right. are the teeth of the state. I, I understand all this stuff. Right. She right. could have laid out... She like, could have schooled him. She, and uh, maybe... Uh, maybe she had rolls Anakin. out a chalkboard that says Politics 101. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my class, Anakin. Since Please you, have a seat. You, uh, ever since you endorsed dictatorship in the fields of Naboo, I've been working on this PowerPoint to show you that while you said oh. you were joking, it's still not okay. Yeah. One thing Attack the Clones did brilliantly... Making Jar Jar a fucking heel of the state. Yep. Fucking great. All now Jar we can Jar's actually fault. hate him. Yeah. Do you <laughs> buy the theory that George Lucas was actually building him up to be like... Not at Darth all. Darth Jar Jar? Not Jar at all. Yeah. He was there to sell action figures Correct. to kids. Not at all. It's an amazing theory. I love it, the I love theory, the theory, but, but yeah, if there's one thing Lucas is great with, what he's great with, he's a very good conceptual thinker. No. Conceptually, he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. What he needs and what had good use of in places was people coming in and sort of packaging it Organizing packaging his it. concepts yeah, yeah, yeah i don't think there was much of that in one and two which is why they were so relatively all over the place and i think by the time we got to three i think somebody in that writer's room somebody in that production house kind of reined it in a little bit yeah. and was like hey let us let us package this for you a little bit right i um, I, I agree and but i just want i just want to leave off on I think the space politics in episode three are brilliant. I think they follow everything to a T. But well, you, you, we were missing the opposition in, Nat yeah. in Padme. Yeah. Padme really could have been that. And that could you, have made her inspiring. Yeah. Do you think that also would have led to like a much harder decision for Anakin where his yes. his wife is on one side, his... His bro is on the other side, and right. he's like, "Ah, bros before hoes, bro." And well, then... he could have been—he could have been in all three directions when you think about it, right? Because mm -hmm. you could have had—you could have had Palpatine over here, who was at the Sith. You could have had Obi Wan and Yoda here, who was with the Jedi, and then you could have um, Padme and uh, Senator Organa over mm -hmm. here, who were kind of like, "No, we need to reform the Republic." Right? You know. You know, he could have just been torn in a million different directions. I think it would have helped. To and answer that your way, question, you feel like Anakin's decision is not just 
bros before hoes, but the entire galaxy really lies within within his yeah. fate. Yeah, you know, and he is the chosen one. So much weight, you yeah. know. And uh, you know, you mentioned packaging the concepts, and that it was done a little better in this in this movie. I would agree with that. Not only in the politics, which uh, which you know, obviously the rise of a dictator is a much more interesting political. Um, I guess trope than that we've seen over and over than you know taxes. You know? <laughs> well, this also was but mirrored with the taxes the full, and militarization. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like the fallout of nine eleven. A lot of it mm-hmm. has you could see from mm-hmm. when that, when a uh, Phantom Menace came out in ninety nine. It was kind of like okay, taxes, blah blah blah. That's boring. But then like after nine eleven, it's like. Security, privacy, mm. all this yeah. other shit. Like, what do you? What will give, you give up, up your rights, and the state will keep you safe. Right. You know. You know how much um, are you willing to give? Right. Yeah. Um, but also, just from a character standpoint, it's. I feel like this movie does a much better job of packaging Anakin's uh, fall in a way that's more relatable and engaging. Hayden Christensen doesn't do a good job of it, but the actual script does. Like, you go from someone who, you know, you you can see all the pieces moving around him and how they influence him. Like, the pregnancy and his nightmares. Clearly, his motivation is not losing, uh, like, that, like how he lost uh, his mom. Mm -hmm. Then you see the exact buttons that Palpatine pushes and the exact insecurities mm-hmm. that he plays on with the Jedi Council, with Obi-Wan, with Padme. And it just makes sense that by the end of it, even though Anakin didn't do a good job of portraying it, like Hayden Christensen, and he wasn't directed well, you can at least say, okay, if I were in his position, and maybe him being a blank slate works in, this, in his favor in this sense, that you can kind of project your own sense and be like, okay, well, if I had a pregnant wife at home that I thought was going to die, and... I'm being told that there are ways to do it, but not only are the Jedi not willing to teach me these ways, they don't even want me to get powerful enough to... They just don't trust you. They just don't trust me at all, and I've done everything, and I'm doing my best. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, but something's not right with me, and something's not right with the system I'm working in, and this guy gives you a way out. I get it. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't have killed a shit ton of children to save one person. But, that's how I feel the blood thing still sucks because you could have had him go in and be like, listen, don't believe in the force. Just mm. stay if you just stay away from it. But like the it's all, like, tell, does believe in the force. No, no, I'm saying the, the younglings. Oh, yeah. then you can, oh, then you could have then you could have Anakin. <laughs> like, let, here's here's what I'm saying. Because you could have Anakin still conflicted of him so not, we need a re-education camp. Yeah! That's, that's, no, 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 that's no. what the Empire needs. Well, because, I mean, they, I think in Rebels they still use Jedis and shit for, like, some other stuff. But Katana is around. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you have you, you have him march into the, the, the temple. You have the youngling just lining up to get their heads cut off. Mm-hmm. But you could have him just say, like, the Jedi are lying to you, right? And go home. Go and have these kids go home and have them stop believing in the well, force. Well, I can tell you what, Palpatine. Because it also because it also doesn't have the guy that we're supposed to attach ourselves to, the, our window into this universe, be a child murderer. Yeah, it's and it's, also, it, it's like killing the dog. It's like do yeah. you, would you would you follow a character that shoots a dog in the in the first half of a movie? Be like, I sympathize with that guy. I mean, I love American Psycho. But I mean, like, okay, like. In the Mighty Ducks, if Gordon Bombay <laughs> wow ran over one of those fucking kids with his with his limo and was like fuck him, and then when he comes to coach, you're like I don't like this guy. I might need a bottle, but you're not supposed yeah. to like Anakin after he does that. 
But you're you're I think no, but you're supposed him. you're supposed to feel sorry for him when he finds out that Padme dies. Sure, okay, yeah. Because that's his. This is his fault. That's just crazy. Is I actually don't feel sorry for him. Right, because he murdered it. children. But that's why I he also choked the shit out of her. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> he he lost it. He completely lost it. He I did think, it to himself. I think. I can tell you why Palpatine made the order of kill the children because he wants Anakin to sink. Right. He, he wants to purge all the light out of him. Yeah. Um, and it's also like Killmonger destroying all the all the flat, all the fucking super fruit in right. Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You cut off the lineage. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That too, because midi chlorians are a thing now. So right. it's more of an extermination process. Also, like you know, we you, can't even yeah. let them reproduce, or else those midi chlorians are going to keep popping up. <sighs> Or, um, but I, I do like the idea of just being like, like instead of like pulling out the lightsaber, you like sit down, kids. Like listen, like, this is the force. No, is man, no, we're not running a democratic republic anymore. Yeah. This is tyranny. Yeah. If you're trying to run a tyranny ship, you exterminate any opposition. That's the way no. they do it. That's the way you don't control the Senate to teach kids. So, like no, you win. You control you win the, the Senate to kill the children. You win hearts and minds. That's what you do. <laughs> you win. Well, that's what the Jedi tried to do, and look where it got him. Right. Um, right. I'll say this: one of the most eerie things I say. I know it's mean to death. Execute Order sixty six, mm-hmm. but that's got to terrify you, right? Like, think about it: that the Jedi were fighting alongside these commanders who knew what this order was. They the knew this time. order was on the table and existed. That if they just heard the words, yeah, yeah, without a thought, and none of like, them look conflicted. That's the thing. None of them, none of them look, look at the owner's manual. Was Wait a minute! Like, Hold on. Was this like Winter Soldier shit, where like it's, it's it was like genetically programmed, or were they just that no, fucking? No, I think cold. some people are they were sheep. just all Jango People are sheep. That's what I think. I think they said it. They set it up well when they're like, "Oh, he's let. They're less um, rebellious or whatever." Like they the took. More, oh yeah. They yeah. took yeah. away that. They took away mm. that. The gene where genetic modification. If they're more obedient, they're more. Oh, obedient. they're eugenicists. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh but yeah, but yeah, like it, I was like, oh, I guess George watched RoboCop one week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you could just can't attack OCP. He's like, you scratch his chin, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> something to this, yeah, eighties yeah. man. Uh, but I, I, yeah, the order. You guys ever see this movie, Return of the Jedi? It's wild. <laughs> It's I mean, still super sad, Order 66. It's so sad. Yeah. It's I mean, one it of the saddest been, parts of the movie. It would have yeah. been sadder if I knew any of those Jedi getting shot. Yeah, it would have been. If I saw Plo Koon get it right between the eyes, I'd be like, oh, my boy, Plo Koon. We don't know Plo Koon either. Why do you attach yourself to Plo Koon, Brian? Because <laughs> it's funny. It's a funny name, just like Kit Fisto. I like Addie Gallia, her, and she got shot like a like a fucking loser. Oh, is that the Twi'lek? Yeah, where they yeah. just kept shooting her body. <laughs> that was, by the way, one of the worst deaths on screen I've ever yeah. seen. Ooh. Yeah, I was oh like, my oh, god. We couldn't, we could, you couldn't give her, like, how many takes? And that was the best exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> Mace <laughs> Dickhead went out, like, deflecting shots and stuff. He was great. Let me Mace. tell you, Mace, Mace Dickhead, I love Mace Dickhead. Yeah. I think Mace Windu was awesome. Except, I think Samuel L. Jackson kind of actually really immersed himself in this role, yeah. which is what he does. But I think he had a lot of fun with it. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. that's why he wanted to be in Star Wars. He yeah. just wanted to. He thought it was fun. Yeah. Same with you and McGregor, the most compelling like person on the in the movie. It's just, he's, he's the best. Having fun. He's the best. Yeah. Honestly, Obi Wan carries this film. Which is yeah. why I wish he had a character. You know, I yeah. wish he had like his own conflicts and his own like struggles coming oh, up until Clone the last Wars? thirty minutes. Yeah. Have you seen in Clone Wars? Wars? I know it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's the Clone Wars are about Obi Wan and, and more more than the movies are. The, the movies focus so much on Anakin, but then. It's like you're only making half of the pie when you get to this when you get to the Mustafar. It's the same thing with the space politics. 
Yeah. You're only getting half the <laughs> you pie. You only get half the pie. Yeah. So when you get to this fucking, the Mustafar battle, you get why Anakin's there and, you, and it's all there, but for Obi-Wan, it's just like he's the good guy. Because that's where the plot tells him to go. Exactly. And oh. it's like, if Ani- if Obi-Wan had his doubts about Anakin, or you see him like fighting like against the other Jedi for him more, or you see like he... Just something more than... like You only know that, Ani- that Obi-Wan is, is a struggle for Obi-Wan because he says it. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Anakin, you know why he's where he is right now. Yeah. It's, I wish Obi-Wan had more to, to chew on, more to play with. Yeah, um, I agree. Because he's the strength of the film. He's the strength of the film. Mm-hmm. Someone had to kill General Grievous. Mm-hmm. Which, Which I thought that was I thought he lasted longer when I when I because uh, as a kid he's like the coolest thing you've ever seen. Maybe that's it's why it's the Boba Fett effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he did more. He just died in this. Yeah, he got he didn't do anything. But why did he ever stop doing like that helicopter move? I know he's untouchable when he's one, one, one of his arms. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, he's fighting with two of them. Just take the other two and just go around the side Scissor and him. Yeah. stab him in his guts, man. Yeah. Like. Obi-Wan looks like, it looks like he put his, his, he stabbed in once, and it just, like, interrupted the whole, like, like, putting, like, a broom through, like, a ceiling fan. It's just, like, like, he's <laughs> like, I had, he's like, I had a whole routine, Obi-Wan, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was gonna do a thing, and a spin, he's like, he goes, like, I was training don't have time for this. How did Dooku teach you how to do that? Just, yeah, he programmed yeah. it in. By the way, rest in, rest in peace, Christopher Lee. Yeah, I yeah. said that. RP the guy. If there's anyone's voice, I could steal. <laughs> it, it's not even close. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, honorable mention, but like Christopher Lee, like that guy could talk yeah. about like I don't, he could talk about tomatoes. And there's majesty to it. And oh yeah. my lord, I think he's in a heavy. He was in a heavy metal band later. In yeah, the, oh, yeah, that's awesome, dude. He's in a heavy metal band. Yeah. He has a lot of like weird interviews where he goes in depth, warning people about like secret cults. Very strange guy. I think he's also said he's he did Star Wars because he he's like he would complete. Like a thing for him where he's been stabbed by an axe, a sword, <laughs> like a spear. Oh, That's what I'm saying. This is a black <laughs> magic oh, guy. It's like, it's like now I got stabbed by a lightsaber, so it's all good. He's trying to become a lich. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, Christopher Lee. Yeah. He, he, uh, he When he, he died, he must have just like progressed to a different plane. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's a force ghost somewhere else. Right. Like, right. He's too exactly. good to be a force ghost here. Yeah. Like He's just like, I've transcended. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the, the grasps of your knowing does not even begin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, imagine he was saying shit like that about tomatoes. You'd, right? you'd, you'd be listening. Yeah. Once absolutely. you plant the seed, the, it then begins to sprout. And then you want to water every three to four days. Yeah, it'll be like, it sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a vegetable, like, but it's a fruit. This guy's is this, blown Is this mind. my life or is this not? No, it's about heirloom tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, oh, let's talk about then... Uh, the final, the final climax. Then, like yes. the thirty-five lightsaber fights, the concurrent lightsaber fights Ugh. of uh, Darth Sidious versus Yoda mm. and Obi Wan versus Anakin. Okay. So, which one did we like more? Probably the two able-bodied people fighting. Sure. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. But neither of them are like they're both really good. I kind of they're both good, but there's pros and cons, yeah. right? Brian, what were the pros? I'm asking you the pros because I know I know you have all the cons. Honestly, that's like when I, when I mentally checked out the most. Like I I texted Matt the other day. I was like, I feel like because I I I said it's it's gonna be really it was really hard to watch the movie with my eyes rolled back in my head for so long. Like it just I don't know. Like they were just slapping their little thingies around. 
It was too choreographed. It was too choreographed. It was not. There was no like chess to it. Like in the in their later fight, the like when they're old men, you could see there's a there's a bit of like strategy. It's like, well, I'm gonna if I attack here, like a kind of sizing each other up, and then when Obi Wan gives himself up, it's kind of like it was a it was a calculated move. Mm-hmm. Well, this was. Uh, we're just gonna fight through this stuff, and then once I could jump off a thingy onto some hill, and co- totally contradict everything that I've done for the past two and a half movies, uh, well, then we'll get there. Like that's I, I don't. What what are the what are the pros? I'm, maybe I'm not the best to go to the pros. <laughs> what do you think the pros are? Okay, so about both fights, specific fight. Which... Let's let's talk about Obi Wan and Anakin first. Okay, what are the pros? It was very, and I say this to its credit. It was very pro wrestling. It was mm. built. It was built up properly. I'll say the best part actually was just before the fight. Mm-hmm. That standoff, yeah, well, with Padme there. That that scene will always give me chills. Um, probably because I don't. I don't know how much has to do sentimental. Just like, just like being a kid and sure. seeing that fight of Obi Wan versus Vader. Um, so for me, I thought the choreograph was pretty good. The CGI hasn't aged all that well. Um, there are times where they cut to like CGI models fighting just because it's like an overhead view. Uh, that's probably the biggest con. Also, Actors Union doesn't like lava. Yeah. I'm big on it. Mm. Um, yeah. But I thought the fight was good. Like, it's a lightsaber fight. I don't need much other than cool sound effects, a few clashes, uh, a few cool shots, like when they're both on the uh, platforms riding through the lava and they're mm-hmm. kind of just like giving each other the stare down. Very yeah, pro yeah, wrestling, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Doing it right. It's, it's, it's all a play. It doesn't need to be hyper realistic, you know what I mean? Um, but let's be honest. The best part of the fight is the very end. Yep. It's over Anakin. I have the high ground. Now to me, that didn't just literally make sense. I think it was the moral high ground. I think it was the conceptual Mm. high ground. Just Obi-Wan in general. We went through this whole trilogy. Here we are at the end. Who would you rather follow? Yeah. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan came out on top. He's embodying what it means to be a Jedi even better than what the Council is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's try. he never gave up on Anakin. He, even here at the end, he's trying to savor the light that's in Anakin. Um, and man, brutally slicing up Anakin. Like, you know, the whole movie he, is is the transformation of He tracked of him like a pop-up in the infield. Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> it was Got fucking him. gorgeous. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I, I love it because the whole movie is, is man to monster. You're watching the man become the monster. And we see that in so many ways. And it's one of the things that is fleshed out well is something you guys both talked about where the script does a much better job than the actor. Mm. Um, but my favorite part is actually when the fires catch him. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, like, he's a demon. This is not the young boy that that Qui-Gon picked up. This is not even the guy from Attack of the Clones. This is not the guy from the beginning of the movie who loved his wife. Like, this isn't... He's not there anymore. He is this fire-lit, ugly demon. And, like, say what you will, Hayden Christensen is a handsome dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, oh, yeah. it's the oh, whole... Yeah. I think he's the, been stripped of his humanity. Everything. Yeah. It's all gone. He's man, He's a monster machine demon mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. It's it's one of the most bone-chilling things, and it's a tragedy. It's a real tragedy, because there was good in Anakin, and that's something else to script. I, I wish my soul wasn't well. as dark as as it is now, because that would have been great to, to feel again. <laughs> Nick, the way Nick just put it out there, I was like, oh, wow, that thing's pretty nice, but I still fucking hate this movie. 
hey, all, all the power to you. It does. It's as as much as I do enjoy this movie. It doesn't hold up with the originals, but I will say. The high points of Revenge of the Sith are up there with some of the high points in the original trilogy. I gotcha. Um, I, gotcha. Like, I honestly would have, I would have cared more because at the time, like Clone Wars TV show wasn't gonna be out like mm-hmm. every week. I would have preferred instead of them telling me like, "Oh, remember the time you saved my life over here and then over here and over there." Show, just, don't show, tell. show one thing and be like, "Okay, well, I owe you again." Kind of like, well, they keep splitting them up. Is the right. problem? Have yeah. you guys heard of the editor strikes back? Do you know about this? No, I heard it's I like they recut Topher Grace. Oh. Apparently, recut the entire prequel trilogy oh. into one three-hour film. And apparently, the way he did it, which is what you brought up, what might have helped, is he let Episode Three control the narrative, but he kept cutting back to Episodes Two and One. That's not, yeah. You know, so because it's all you, one narrative. Yeah, because like you build this. It's it's the old storytelling adage. It's movie telling adage of a. You know, show don't tell. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you have this time like, even when they're fighting in the in the opening scene, like you could still have him. Okay, was it uh, Anakin shot those little titty droids off uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> off uh, Obi Wan's fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah And he's like, course. "Stop yeah. doing that!" <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't see titty droids. <laughs> And, and and I, I, for those who were home, who could only hear, he he went to grab his hot Detroit titties. He, he was. Them. I mean, honking. I am a feminist. I am going to squeeze air. You're just checking for breast cancer, right? Right. Yeah, no. Right. I, and for boobs. Right. I I, 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 no, I, I, It's funny because I put my hands up because I was going to say like this. You're gonna you're gonna air quote and then air quote. Just, and I just did the whole hand. You went for the whole grab, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah uh, Palm full of space titties. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like. Okay, that's that would be one instance, but you kind of had Obi Wan like griping the whole time, it's like stop shooting at me, and then mm-hmm. or just have like have something going on. Also, in the beginning when they're getting Palpatine, they're constantly screaming at R two to turn on the fucking yeah. elevator. I was like, I don't know. How about you use the fucking force and move the elevator up? <laughs> okay, you yeah. know what? Yeah. I think you have a point. Yeah. I think it's you like, have a point. It's like, what that's are you doing? Like, point. why do you why do you give a fuck about what R two does? And you're giving up his position, just like, I have a thing where I can just grab a lightsaber. Both of you just point up. Well, the elevator's heavier than a lightsaber. But if there's two of them, and one's the chosen one... One would think. Also, for the record, record, throughout all of Star Wars canon, R2-D2 has a higher kill count um, than a lot of Jedi. One of the greatest Jedi who ever lived. 100%. Him and... uh, Luke Skywalker had the same yeah. s- same amount of blood on their hands, and and R two survived longer than all of them. Yeah. Oh, he's going longer nowhere, baby. Yeah. He's going nowhere. Yeah. Also, uh, since we've we, you've seen season two of the, uh, I'm all caught on Mondo. You're all. I'm caught up. On okay, Mondo. so now there's a theory that R two D two saved Grogu from the temple mm. because there's a scene between uh, when when Anakin is telling Padme, it's like, we gotta go, like, let's go to Mustafar, and C-3PO and R2-D2 is like, uh, they're talking, and C-3PO says, take care of my little friend. Everyone's like, oh, that's Grogu. And it's like, or Anakin, because mm-hmm. you knew him as a kid. So what do you yeah. guys, so what do you guys I, think? I always thought that when I saw, um, when he comes back from the, this is not answering your question, right. but when I watched it, I saw him come back from the temple, and then talk to Padme about, oh, they're sending me to Mustafar, you know, Big big mission gonna end the war, mm-hmm. and then R two's like like this like going beep 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 in the back. In my mind, I, I'm hearing R two tell tell like like yo, <laughs> he just killed 
all those kids. <laughs> Yo, y'all I, why can't y'all speak droid anymore? And I he stood murdered, by and I yeah, did nothing. He murdered all of them. And C-3PO's like, trying. oh, that was not the time to talk. And he's just like, and he's like, guys. <laughs> you know, that's something I actually, I'm glad, I'm glad we're talking 3PO because that's something this movie I think could have done better too. Is um, Kill him? There should, he was so useless. He was I just so, blow him up. Who gives a fuck? He was so He's well. This is this is the problem. This is where they failed. This is where they failed. You and everyone who loves Star Wars. There should have been a pivotal scene between Anakin and three PO. Three PO. Three PO is all that's left of his childhood. I agree with you. That's all. I agree with like, you. Like they could have fleshed something out, but he's just useless. Like. He was, I'm sorry, I'm someone who loves the droids. The first characters you ever see in Star Wars yeah. are R2-D2 and 3P, 3PO. They did a fantastic job making R2-D2 central to this plot. Yeah. They did not know what to do with 3PO. And I think they knew that because I think twice in the film he's like, oh, I'm so helpless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think he yeah. kind of knew. But it's like, you could have just had a scene. Like, remember when you had that cut? With like both Padme and Anakin yeah. like looking in the horizon. You want a third cut of three PO looking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, replace that garbage cut that was Anakin, sloppy and Anakin goes with the force like Padme, and you move slightly to the left. <laughs> you see CPO just walk up. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could have cut that whole thing out and had Anakin looking in the horizon, three PO come up and ask what's troubling him. And then he can talk to 3PO the way he can't talk to Padme. Because yeah. he has to hide things from Padme, and Padme picks up on that. Yeah. Um, he has to hide things from Obi-Wan. He has to hide things from everyone. But what if he could just tell the truth to 3PO? Because mm. yeah. no, he can but... trust him, because he built him, he created right. him, right. you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but no, there was none of that. It's like, I, that's your child. That's the, that's, that's you roll back to your child. And then the mind wipe at the end of the movie is a lot more impactful, too. Because it's like all of Anakin's... Right. Like, I think all gone. Yeah. I think there was a comic... Uh, and I don't know if it's recently or when it came out because it, it was an interaction between Darth Vader and C-3PO mm-hmm. and he's like and I think uh, because they wiped C-3PO's mind he's like kind of freaking out and he's like no 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 I'm not going to hurt you <laughs> and he's just and it's kinda, I think it might have been a, like a what if comic mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure but I remember like there was an interaction where he's like like what you said like he kind of spoke to him like right. you're my yeah. oldest friend you were technically and I hate to say this, but my oldest friend. <laughs> like, you suck. But, all right. I, mean, I, I never liked C-3PO. I thought he was kind of a, a tool. Well, it's a problem that he's played up for comic relief and right. throughout the entirety of the... I mean, the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever tries to give him depth. In Rise of Skywalker, they, they attempt to give him... They give him a slight bit of a purpose. You know, at least some sort of utility for a few seconds. Yeah, but nobody they, gives a shit about C-3PO. The Rise of Skywalker is... Two steps forward, three steps back. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider it a step forward, honestly. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's just comic relief. It would have been nice to give him more depth because even comic relief can have depth, 100%. but not in, not in these movies. Because yeah, it, I mean, it does. Not only does it give C three PO depth, it gives Anakin more depth, and yeah. then mm-hmm. we care more when he does fully commit to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just All right. How, how far in are we? We're about 57 minutes in. Yeah, that's about right. Do you guys want to give it a grade or you want to keep on going? Because, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm, nothing's going to change my mind. <laughs> no, and I don't, I, don't think, I don't think we're even trying we're to. Not we're not here to change. Yeah, yeah I think we're just yeah, we, think talking we about how we... Hearts yeah. and souls. Yeah. I mean, look. Um, and I, honestly, and I agree now, with both, both you guys at the same time. Right. For most now, things. what was your... Because uh, like, a lot of the guys that we've had to talk Star Wars before... I've known, like, it was been my cousin Mikey or my best friend Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're kind of, like, placed with Star Wars. What was the first Star Wars you ever saw? Like, was it 
episode four, I was probably like four or five years old. I remember sitting in my old TV room uh, back in my parents' house watching it like sitting like right up in front of it neck arched <laughs> up and honestly just being blown away because yeah. at like four, four or five years old you ain't even seen shit like yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. watching elmo yeah. you're watching spongebob blues clues and then just fucking star wars gets dropped right. on you and it, t- it takes you to another place i love star wars i really i really do and again look i personally i only pretend that movies three through six exist um <laughs> Uh, Rogue, we could throw Rogue One in there. I, li- I like Rogue One, you know. But uh, the number titles, three through six, are the only ones I really enjoyed. Um, I respect everyone's opinion. Star Wars is for everybody. If you enjoy one of the nine movies, I don't care which one it is. You know, we all went out from Star Wars being loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I-, I, I love Star Wars. I've loved it since I was a kid. Um, played a lot of Star Wars video games. Mm-hmm. But see, that's yeah. the, you. You guys, I think, were more video game Star Wars generations. Because I was more like I was yeah. more with the toys. Like with I didn't toys. Have... I had a lot of toys. Okay. No, I used to have this giant uh, Millennium Falcon. Oh, oh came, and like everyone was at their podcast post. over. <laughs> Fuck you, get out of there. <laughs> I'm so mad. We sold this shit at a garage sale. Damn. I really because it was cool. Yeah, because 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 parents don't understand that this stuff appreciates in value. Yeah. Like I still have all, a bunch of old like GameCube games. And they're all worth like twice as much as Are they I really? bought them. Yeah. Oh wow, dude, it's it's hard to get a copy of Mario Sunshine these days. Wow. Um, but raining us back into Star Wars. Yeah, I used to have the big Millennium Falcon. I remember I used to I used to have an R two D two action figure that I always kept on my end table because he was always my favorite growing up. Yeah. I had an R two D two giant like he was maybe like two feet big oh, wow. but inside was a tape deck oh you, couldn't, you, you can't get any more 90s than right? that this is so 90s <laughs> so 90s and it, it didn't just play your tapes you could record tapes Damn. with this r2d2 oh my god and it would do crazy shit so like you could record something on the tape deck right. that r2d2 also had these buttons you press that made all his noises Oof. and then you could almost make r2d2 remixes of whatever you were recording and that's what i used to do <laughs> so i'd be recording Recording a song I liked, and then I would throw in like in the middle of it. Like, oh. See, this is what this is what I like. I mean, I, I could go gripe about Star Wars not being a good like complete saga, but I think the best thing about Star Wars and people forget is how Star Wars kind of makes you feel as like yeah. a, as a as a as a fan of it, and as like even as a kid with your imagination, like to kind of just. Because I'm pretty sure, like, we've all played games where it's like, all right, we're playing Star Wars, and, like, let's make up our own adventures. Like, yeah. it's it's the greatest, like, open... It's, like, one of those self-help books that has, like, like one word of, like, dialogue, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. five blank pages. Like, just write your own feelings. <laughs> like, that's Star Wars. Like, Star Wars gives you, like, it's, it's, it's one thing of dialogue is the movie, and then you write your own blank page. I still feel a surge of power when I hold a toy lightsaber. Never had one. I never had never a, a spring-activated toy no, lightsaber? never had one. I bought one for my goddamn self. I, really <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I remember, uh, well, for, as far as like toys go, I had an X-Wing, Ooh. and that was my Ooh, shit. I nice. loved my X-Wing with Pilot Luke in it. There you go. Um, and all, but also, the lightsaber, I mean, me and my boy, this was like, late middle school, early high school, so we were way too old to be doing this, but uh, <laughs> we bought like... Two weeks ago. Yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> we, he bought, like, Obi-Wan's lightsaber. I bought Anakin's lightsaber. Because this is probably around the time Episode 3 came out. Nice. Very pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Episode one. Very. yeah which I'm now realizing is probably, like, it's actually, like, time appropriate. And uh, we fought with them. They were made of plastic. 
I broke his. Like I like I sm- I smacked it and just bent it oh, over. Oh, so this was episode four all along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the circle is complete. <laughs> Except it was like four, but also six when like Luke's just wailing on him. Oh. It was also that and just. I, and like I felt bad because you know my friend had like welts on his back, but at the same time, oh, Jesus I felt the, that was what Star the Wars power did. The, the, the um, exactly. She it threw your like, lightsaber and it's like the Force is weak with you. Yeah, no, I, I just kind of tossed mine after that, and I was like, no, I'll I'll never join you. Never again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Star Wars. I think that's a great point, Brian, and a good point to end on is that. Regardless of how you feel about these movies, right. on, in retrospect, you know, looking back on them and be like, "Oh, six uh, is is underrated." Like the all the prequels suck, but there's some good points here and there. There only needs to be like four, or three or four moments where you're just like, "That's so cool," right. and that mm-hmm. sticks with you, and you you and you can uh, and you can apply that to every other thing that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and it just influences what you enjoy doing throughout. And we've, we're lucky enough, all of us, to have that in our childhood and to yeah. continue experiencing it in adulthood. Even things like the Mandal- things like the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, Man. things like Clone Wars, or things that are outside of you know. Right. because um, no, there always come, there comes a point like even even watching these movies when I watched the Man- Mandalorian and even ep- the recent episodes where I was like, it's like damn, if I was a kid. Like mm. I'd be so fucking like jazzed up yeah. right now. Yeah. Like just imagine all the shit. Like if you were like ten years old. Right, living at this time, you're like, I got a shit ton of superhero movies I could watch. Mm-hmm. I got a shit ton of Star Wars I could mm-hmm. watch. I like, you know, there's a, something new every week, and like, and I was like, I remember when I was a kid, and I was like, you know, oh, it's not a, a woes me, but like, I had like Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, you know, superheroes as well, you had and, a lot, and Star Wars, and then I got the Star Wars re-releases yeah. and everything. I was like, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's like the problem is. And I kind of, I was like, there's no, like, cheap toy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all collector's items. It's like, if they just sold, like, $5 Star Wars toys, like, kids could just fuck around with them. Like that, They like, don't have that at all? Like, I, even from the new trilogy? I don't know, because it's all this, like, black box, super saga, like, all this shit. Like, because they re-release stuff. Mm. But it's all, like, $12. I was like, gotcha. this is, this is like, it's, like, upsetting. And even with, like, the Marvel figures, like, the Captain America you got, like, this is what they mostly do. It's, like, these, these elite figures. Yeah. And it's I like mean, that guy's got a lot of articulated he does. joints. You know, but yeah, it's like but but like I have obviously my uh, my ode to old school DC toys. Yeah. And there's not like one bit there's like two bits of articulation where it's like I think they did move their arms yeah. and like barely bend their legs. But it's like you just enjoy it because this represents like it doesn't even have to be super accurate to mm-hmm. what the characters look like. It just this guy's dressed like Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. Okay, let's play. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like and I feel like that's missing and that's why like Bring back Toys R Us. Just bring it back. Oh, just, man. Just Don't do that. <laughs> I know. Don't give me hope. Uh, okay. That was my little, my, little, my little thing. Guys, Star Wars is for everybody. Like Nick said, Star Wars is for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop and yelling about The Last Jedi. It's, it's fine. Look, as, look, I'll say this. As someone, I think The Last Jedi is garbage. But you know what? I fucking love Star Wars. And if you love The Last Jedi... Please continue to enjoy that right, movie. Right, right. No like, one's gonna know, take that away from you. Right, like yeah. yeah I'm not... <laughs> Even Mikey and the Phantom Menace. Right. I mean, <laughs> same idea. Yeah. I, I hate mean, the Phantom Menace. We, we clown on him, but he told us why he likes the movie, and that's a hundred percent. I I love that. I like that he saw it with his dad. It was one of the mm-hmm. first Star Wars movies he saw. And he saw it on the big screen, yeah. which 
It's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking amazing. Uh, okay, so let's give this movie a grade. Okay. I don't want to keep you guys all day. Grades. Uh, so I would give this one. Uh, I think we gave the other two like a five. I gave we gave Phantom Menace a four. I think we gave a, the Clone Wars like a three and a half four. Mm. Yeah. For me, this is somewhere between a five and a six. Okay. Where like uh, the average Marvel movie is like a seven for me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like like one that doesn't change the game, but it's a fun watch. Like for, like a doc like a like a Black Panther for me is like a somewhere between a seven and an eight. Mm-hmm. This is between like a five and a six. Okay. Where uh, if there are certain moments, I could just turn on the TV and I'm just like, oh shit, yeah. this is this is what he's doing. this is the Kashyyyk battle, <laughs> and I'll watch that. And then there's other moments where it's like, oh, they're walking and talking. It's gonna be an hour of this. I'll just, I'll just come <laughs> back later. You know. Um, so, so yeah, I would say it definitely holds on to a lot of the things that are wrong with the prequels, but it does a lot of things better that I didn't realize before, and mm-hmm. so I'll bump it up to somewhere between maybe a five and a half then. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we're allowed to do that, but... Uh, you can. I'm, I'm going to actually go with a seven, and uh, I'll, oh. I'll, tell, I'll tell you why. I am a, I'm a big archetype guy. I, I'm a big fan of the hero's journey, which is one of the reasons why the, o, o, the OG and prequels are compatible with me, and the sequels not so much, but... Um, I think one of the beauties of Star Wars, I think its biggest strength is also its biggest weakness. Whereas, you know, the further you zoom in onto Star Wars and really hold it under the microscope, the more foggy and low-resolution things start to get. But I think this movie is a fine example of the more you zoom out, the better it sort of looks. And I say that to its credit. It's not a bad thing. Like, the Earth looks better when you zoom out. Um, But There's a quote in, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Clueless, where it's like, they call, it, they call a person a Monet, where it's like mm-hmm. the further away you are, the better it looks, but the closer yeah. you get, it's kind of like, yeah, it's yeah, it yeah. starts to get foggy, yeah. By the way, Clueless is like a generation-defining movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Clueless is awesome. <laughs> Never seen it. Oh, uh, you Have you guys ever reviewed it? No. We have not. I'll watch, watch it and come back in. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna generation-defining movie. Gonna real, you're going to watch it and be like, holy shit, this is the 90s. <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, that's an idea for the future. But just to wrap up what I was saying. Yeah. Sorry, gonna, sorry no, about you're that. You're good, you're good. That's, that was a great... Anytime I could drop a Clueless in there, I'm going to drop a Clueless in there. <laughs> um, but I think what's great is you have the original trilogy, which is just textbook, the hero's journey. You're watching Luke go from a fool to a hero, and it takes a while, as it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um... But with Anakin, you're watching a hero turn into a fool. It, it kind of it kind of takes you in the reverse direction. Like it's a, when you first it's meet a Greek tragedy. Yeah, exactly. The when Greek you first tragedy. meet Anakin, right. you know, boy, Anakin, that's actually Anakin at his best. You know, yeah. he loves his mother. He's good to his community. He built three PO out of the kind of his kindness of his heart. But by the time we get to the end of the Revenge of the Sith, three PO is nothing to him. Yeah. You know, um, he's a man who had it all and never knew it. And then at the end of the movie, ended up with nothing. You start the movie, he has the love of his life. Uh, she's pregnant. Obi-Wan's his best friend. He gets onto the Jedi Council, not a master yet, but like he's the youngest guy ever added to the Council, but that's not good enough for him. Um, again, this is he was a man with everything he could have wanted when he was a boy. And when we get to the end of the movie, Padme's gone. His children have been separated from him. He lost his best friend. He's completely dismembered. It's... All, and this is what the Jedi warn about, if you're too self-interested, even though it comes from a place of passion, even though it comes from a place of love, if you're too self-interested, it will lead to your downfall. Um, And I think it's those big notes that Star Wars gets right, Mm -hmm. and I put a lot of stock into that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a Star Wars fan, I'm giving this a 7. 
if this was just a rando movie outside of the Star Wars canon, I'd probably give it like a five or a six. But it, it's an enjoyable watch. Uh, I think it hits the right notes when it comes to its messaging, and I will stand by its space politics. <laughs> you know, other than gluttony, what you're what you're saying reminds you. Anakin really shows every one of the seven sins in this movie. Them. Yeah, all of them, except gluttony. He doesn't. Nobody he, eats. Yeah, it. no one eats in Star Wars. Just that one pair. That <laughs> Uh, well, I really wish I went first because it's very hard to follow that. Uh, I, I'll give it like a five and a half, which is very high for I me. I thought you were going three. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to drop the three. Yeah, I, I, I think you swayed him. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I text Matt one of our pre-production uh, texts. I, I sent him a picture of Dax, Dak Prescott fumbling the ball. I'm like this is the entire prequel saga, where it's just a big ass fumble. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a fumble that was that they recovered, but it was fourth down. Right, it was they, they recovered it on their one go, on their yeah. goal line. It's like ah. also, I don't mm. think they recovered it, Nick. I think you recovered. Yeah, you recovered. It. I might, I might, I, I might think, have yeah, yeah, like those themes are there, but that's not the central focus of yeah. the movie. Correct. We are able. We are extrapolating that. Yes, yes. You know, that's, yeah, a, that's a good point. Yeah, that's, bring that that's up. your own extended universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, I, lo- the Lodge CU. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I looked at, I, I tried to look at this mostly as, like, a, because I knew where the story was going. I tried to look at it more as a, as a filmmaking thing. Um, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's why I was so bored is because it was, like, it was so, like, and I, I still love it. It's my favorite thing to do is watch a scene where they're walking through a hallway, which is obviously, like, a green screen, and they're, like, and you look at their legs and how they're taking these long, stiff strides, like, is this the end? Is this the end of the room? Is this it? So as a film student, you didn't enjoy the zoom in off center of, of Obi-Wan and he goes, oh, I don't think so. And it's just like right on his, right. Uh, right on his little I li- hole. I, like when he, I liked when he jumped in to a scene and they just kind of blacked out to everything behind him. He's like, hello there. It's yeah. like, why? Filmmaking 101. Filming, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't, that didn't I, do it? No. <laughs> it's just, it, it like, there's a lot of things that could have been really cool like I don't know, a practical set once in a while. Um, yeah, I like this, that they had Organa ship. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that they, yeah when you saw that, and it feels like it's more of like the uh, okay, well let's end the end this on fan service. Like so, you have Chewbacca, you have the uh, the Rebel ship. Like obviously, I guess that's like so in in terms that would be like. Leia's dad handing down her car, like a car. It's like, oh, you could yeah. have, you could have old <laughs> Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Even royalty has hand me down. Right. Too. Yeah. So like, it's, it, it was, a, it was a fine way to end a trilogy that needed to be ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did it need to begin? I don't think so. But mm-hmm. it, it's fine. I, and I think when you said it's, it's perfect. It's you, you do watch a Greek tragedy, and it could be super interesting because we know the players. We know the end. Mm-hmm. We just have to know the, the tragedy. Exactly. Yep. And I feel like when you watch this, you're like, well, he killed a bunch of kids, so fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with him. Like, they, they, That's the tragedy. There's, <laughs> the, they, but there's the line. But, like, the tra- but the tragedy that they try to say is, like, don't, don't have him kill the kids. Just have him kill Padme. And that because you find out that it's a fool's errand in the begin at the end anyway, because mm-hmm. uh, Palpatine tells him when he becomes Darth Vader, he's like, and Padme still has like, nah, she's dead. He's like, no. <laughs> Can I make a funny comparison? Go right ahead. You know how some of like the most like sick and twisted like fraternities in this country will have you, <laughs> will have you like kill like an animal, right. or like yeah. bury a dog alive or something? That's what Jesus. Palpatine was doing with Anakin. Yeah, he, was, he was hazing him. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah. He was yeah. hazing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or in Kingsman. When they they, oh, yeah. they had, did you ever see Kingsman? No. By the way, you should see Kingsman. Great. We helped it. Can you take the box office? Yep. 
Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a. I don't even, I don't even want to say it now because it's a good movie. You should check it out. Yeah, don't yeah. spoil it. Then. We're going Clueless first, though. Yeah, we're gonna go uh, Clueless, Clueless and Kingsman. Right. Yeah, or Clueless Kingsman. Who knows? Clueless. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, you should check te- check it out because it's pretty wild. Uh, so I'll. I'll save that for our Patreon exclusive. Like, I'll just go, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think it's just a lot, there's a lot of stuff left on the table. Mm-hmm. And the table that George Lucas ate at was just his own one. He could have collaborated with other people. And that's what made Star Wars great in the first place, is mm-hmm. that he collaborated with other people. That's what makes Star Wars great now. Exactly. When you collaborate and you could kind of, like, envelop yourself in Star Wars because there's a lot of young filmmakers out there who that Star Wars is a tremendous inspiration for them uh-huh. and it just he was like this is my story I want to tell it's like well George no it's not your story anymore it's our story and it's 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 a tough thing because he is the artist who created it but it's the world who helped it live mm. but then are you saying that it should have had more fan service though? No, I'm saying it should have had a more it could have had fan service, but it could have more intelligent placement of that fan service. Okay, but he didn't Cuz in like, his mind, you know, it did have that. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't know. I mean, these Phantom movies are already Menace, made like who am I going to fight against? I know, but I'm saying, like <laughs> Phantom Menace he watched and goes like I may have gone too far in that. But right. like for the other two, he didn't think they were bad. No, cuz he also took the criticism that he got for Phantom Menace personally. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, they don't respect me they don't like I, I think he went too far look there's nothing wrong with needing people's help especially when you're creating a big expansive universe and right. art form like cinema he's an incredible conceptual thinker mm-hmm. he's someone who honors the hero's journey in right. the greek tragedies even the best have help yes yeah on the yes. other hand of that though you watch most bad movies uh you know maybe i'm generalizing but most bad movies turn out bad because there's too many hands trying to control the creative process. Right. I think that's a symptom of the sequels, personally. Yeah. yeah. Too many cooks. Yeah, I, I would say that too. Where Mandalorian's like, all right, Favreau and Filoni are running this bitch right. with, with good editors. Right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you bring in a new director every time, and I think that's really cool, Yes. but it's still under their umbrella. Right. Of, well, like, George Lucas could idea. be the... F- yes. George Lucas is the figurehead. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. He could be the figurehead, but like you have people helping him to come in like, okay, George, like this is a good idea, but if we take this out, it's a little... It's a little bit too much. Like, we're wasting too much time here. And then he's like, well, that's what I want to see. He's like, well, like, even the edit, like, I've, in the editor in episode one, it's like, you have in 90 seconds, you have a death of a friend, a joke, a, something blowing up, and then back to a death of a friend. It's like, what do we care about? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's nothing to care about. So, and then he fired that guy and did yeah. the editing himself. <laughs> Yeah, it's like like you said in the best movies, like right. five and six, I think most people think are the best movies. Right. It was his concept, like you said, Nick, but he had someone else organize it and package right. it into a, a and two guys movie. directed, two yeah. different guys directed. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think that's one of the reasons why some of the acting might have been wooden because that's the director's job is to mm-hmm. give the actors direction. And while Lucas conceptually right. could probably explain to Hayden Christensen what's going on with Anakin, he probably wasn't there to like emotionally right. convey so what Anakin was supposed to be feeling, doing. Mark like Hamill that. did an interview with uh, Seth Meyers, I think, last year, mm. where he talked about like you know like oh with Star Wars like how'd it go? He's like it's like you know George casted the the main three, so because that's what he wanted, and we just kind of naturally did it. Like we kind of like he he casted people that he knew could like could do it themselves. can do it, and like Harrison Ford is so like charismatic, you can't take that away from him. like even. Carrie Fisher is also so, mm-hmm. like, 
she's funny and she's she's and quippy. Spunky too, like you yeah. kind of you can kind of see that. And he's like, I'm a I was a wide eyed optimist, and that's what you got out of me. And with this, it's just like, okay, well, I want you to do nothing. Like he's like, I think he casted people as like, okay, well, bring something to it. And the only one who was bringing something to it was Ewan McGregor. Yeah, going like, oh, I'm just gonna fuck around. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're about an hour and eighteen minutes in. Yeah, I do appreciate Nick you coming by. Yes, thank it's you great very to much. see you. You always bring a, such a charge to the to the studio, whatever studio it is at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I love this setup, guys. I gotta say, I love the the three mics yeah. around the table. I like seeing all the like the fucking apparel and the merch in the back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm cool. gonna work on that a little bit more. That's cool. Though, I actually man. just changed it like on Wednesday, on Thursday. I just set that up. Very nice. Yeah, yeah and and you know as. We, we gotta make sure we plug we plug the homie that's right uh you always give us like a, at least a good five minutes of Mac you cut a, a rock style promo yeah. <laughs> on the fools please cut out cut that promo okay listen the landy lodge if you're into a podcast that talks about gaming and media culture like we just did a whole episode on the mandalorian uh if that's to your liking you can find me spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast are there uh, if you like watching live streamed video games, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv, the underscore Landy underscore Lodge. Uh, if you like hearing fan theories about Final Fantasy VII, Kingdom Hearts, Legend of Zelda, look for the Landy Lodge on YouTube. That's really it. But listen, if you're listening to the show, that means you're a supporter of these guys. Please continue to be a supporter of these guys. What they're doing is awesome. Congratulations on six years. Oh, that's Ooh. right. Yeah, it's been six years. God, the average marriage doesn't last six yeah. years anymore. Like, this, that is an accomplishment. You should champion well, Brian that. Brian and I are an old married yeah. couple. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, if, if, you're, if you're a young podcaster listening to this and you're wondering how do you last six years, it's called Don't Worry About Your Schedule. If shit happens, shit happens. Exactly. Yeah. Just... Also, also, what helps is ending seasons. Don't continuously go on. You start feeling a little burnt out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just yeah. stop. Just stop. Come back in a month or two and keep going. Keep going. I'd also advise to make sure you love it. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. And it's pick not... something you love talking about. Exactly. Yeah. That's and then... something you're into right now. Something you love. Something right. you love yeah. that you know you're gonna love in six years. Yeah. You want to keep talking yeah. about. Like in six years, I'm like, ah, I think I still like movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's something I'll continue. I'm a book guy now. Yeah. It's it's like, you know what? I'm all about physical media. I'm all about yeah. touching walls. <laughs> but uh, you know, as always, guys, that's the shoot. Thank you so much for listening. You can always hit us up uh, on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy some crap, go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Dodcast with the D. You can also find Nick on the social medias. Landy Lodge. I stick the, out. At the Landy Lodge. <laughs> there you go. Um, he He's actually has an original name so he could be consistent in his right. like social media handles or do we have to slightly alter slightly. each one? <laughs> Edit and just cut. There's 90 Movie Mayhems. Yeah. <laughs> Are we the, or are we just Movie Mayhem? Because there was a Movie Mayhem that came out, which is also very confusing. Well, fuck yes. those guys. Well, that's a pretty good movie. It has Glenn oh. from The Walking Dead. Oh, I thought it was a competing podcast or no, something. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Though. You know who's competing against us, and I got a real bone to pick with them. You know who it is? Yeah.